Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> We're so excited. We want to start this episode before we get into the nitty gritty yes. of cotton later on on today's episode. We have some exciting news for you guys. Oh my God. Yes, guys. We've been holding out on you guys and we are so sorry, but we're not sorry because this is our first ever live podcast, podcast. event. Oh my gosh. Oh my yes. God. Yes. We want to announce it because it is going to be all about the community and bringing the community together and it's going to be a little intimate show. So we're going to be posting all about it on our Instagram. So check that out. We're going to have tickets available through Eventbrite. Yes. Starting tomorrow. That's correct. And we're going to be po- talking about it a little bit on some of our upcoming podcasts just to, li- you know, give you I guys a reminder, listen. you know, yeah. we're going to give you just a little reminder on what we're doing and how to continue to keep up with us. But we are so excited about this. Like Mary stated, it's going to be for the community. We want everybody to see what we're doing. We're going to have so many cool, fun activations. We're going to have photo booths. Yes. Drinks. Yes. Fancy drinks. Fancy We're gonna drinks. We're going to have maybe pop-ups. And of course, Dom and I will be there and we yes. can't wait to meet people face to face. And, and talk thrift. Talk thrift. Talk environment. Talk Ta- all the things that we love to talk about. Yes. We can't wait, guys. We can't wait. And just check in on that Eventbrite. Check in on our social media because we will have a certain amount of tickets available. So we will be posting that tomorrow and we can't wait to hear See you guys soon. Yes. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome to episode seven of Thrifting Minds. <laughs> we are back in March. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's March. It's exciting times. It's springtime. Already. I know, right? Yeah, spring break is next week. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. It is crazy. What is spring break? We don't we don't have spring break. We have summer all year round. <laughs> I vibes. also met our schedules. No breaks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Only <laughs> talking about schedules give me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. Well, talking speaking of schedules, how are you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing great. I have a lot of great things happening for myself and um for Thrifted Feels and Thrifting Minds podcast. We just have a lot of just things going on and yeah. Playing catch up is February like was our everything. Rough. February was two two days of just like <laughs> craziness. It felt yeah. like it just flew. And yeah. January was amazing, by the way. And then yeah. February was like they made up for January yeah. being so great. I know, right? <laughs> it was like the you know, the like boomerang life of life. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It was like real life is still out here. We are here. You still gotta be come back to the ground. Yeah. Humble thyself. Yes. <laughs> Humble thyself is I'm really sure, what it is. Yeah, we were like, we're gonna be coming out with an episode every single day. Every single not really, but every single week. And then February was like, no. No, not, we only got two weeks month. in the month. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, Mary, what's this episode about? This episode is all about cotton. The good, the bad. And the ugly. Dun, and dun, dun. There's a lot to unpack. A lot of cotton. ugly. <laughs> we might do like several, several more episodes Sever- on cotton. For sure. This could definitely be a little cute part one of, uh, yeah. of <laughs> the cotton life. 
But before we step into cotton, what's been going on with you? You asked me about my schedule. How's your life? Um, it is good. All good things going on, but it is so busy. As you will relate to, Dom, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will relate to, it is nonstop. It is literally like no off days at all. No days off. Zero. How Zilch. many off days do we have between Zero. us? Zero. Zero. We literally have to plan after our our day. Literally. We have yeah, to have in a advanced. full eight, nine hour day. And then we're like, okay, Mary, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And we are committed to it. And we just, ha- so we're having to do it over the phone. We're having to do it <laughs> on breaks at work. We're having to do, like, it's anywhere Every, we can. Any little time we have, we're like talking about the podcast. Yeah. Because we just don't have a dedicated time to do or talk about what we really want to talk about. Because sometimes we sit in our meetings and we have deep discussions, not only mm-hmm. about learning about what we're about thrifting, but like being inspired. And so sometimes it's hard to collectively put all of that in one episode. And mm-hmm. we want to give you guys bomb episode after bomb episode after mm-hmm. bomb episode. And, you know, as people might be able to relate to, Sometimes life just puts up things that you got to deal with in the moment mm. and you got to you got to get through it and I think Dom and I both kind of we mm-hmm. we can we can attest to that recently oh, and it's definitely. all good things it's yeah. all like learning moments and growing and building that bridge and getting mm-hmm. over it yeah. um I think that was that's a bigger thing for me it's like a lot of major walls happened for me in February mm-hmm. and it was like what am I going to look at the wall am I going to climb it am I going to go around it am I going to go under it like yeah. what am I going to do yeah, and if we're being really honest, sometimes I sit down and cry. And girl, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> girl, I was crying in my car. But it was I was crying so hard and it felt so good because it was just like, You haven't cried in so long, Dominique. You're just a tough cookie. I'm such a tough cookie. And mm-hmm. then the moment I cry, it's like hard for me to stop. It was like yeah. thirty minutes straight and I was like <gasps> I went to work and my eyes were all like swollen and like and everybody was like, What's are you okay? I'm like, I'm so happy. Yeah. Because I released that, you know, I released it. Yeah, driving and crying can be really therapeutic and shout out to our editor dj who is whoop, also whoop. my boyfriend who whoop, is always whoop. supporting my emotional breakdowns by being there for me Aww. and <laughs> there's been a fair amount this year but i think that's something that i've had to work through is um i gotta get them out of the way i had one a couple nights ago and i was like getting really overwhelmed and i was like i have to sit down and be really upset real fast and then i was fine and if i don't let myself do that it just builds and, and builds, builds yeah. and builds and yeah. then it gets in my way because it's always there yeah it's always the, there it's the cloud mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's the little person in your head that's just like you know feeding you shit and you you don't have time for it you just gotta like nip it in the bud exactly pull it up like a bad weed and mm-hmm. put something there new grow something new there you know yeah replace it with something positive i think that's something that i've always been trying to do yeah that's what i feel like this podcast is and why i get so sad when you know there's so many other things that we're required to do and this podcast is such a joy for us to do it but is that's so why fun. sometimes we just don't get to sit down and do it because there's so much else going on and so for other people that are looking to do their passions and you know you sometimes it's good to hear like it there are always you know life is very real and it keeps coming but it is important to keep you know to keep trying even if you know for us like this this is going to come out, you know, our episodes are going to come out however life lets us <laughs> let them happen, them. come out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like honestly too, you know, 
if you're new to our podcast, we are um, a podcast that are we talk about thrifting and we are very supportive about our climate and sustainability and. We just want our, our new listeners and our regular listeners to know that like life happens and you know shit happens too and yeah. it's just how we react to it and just like everything else in life it's a cause and effect mm-hmm. which is why we're going to be talking about cotton today because a lot of that is a cause and effect Ooh, t- good you, time, know? you know you know you know Go ahead, Mary. Tell them the bad news. (laughs) Okay, so today I'm going to talk about a bunch of different stuff that I I was trying to dig and find things that might not be as commonly known about cotton. And it might be that they're just not as commonly known to me, but maybe it will be exciting to hear some of these different things or at least enlightening. It's probably not going to be exciting. It's actually really all the stuff I have is not very exciting. It's just sad. Well, (laughs) okay. to explain everybody, we have two sides, right? What are you marrying? I am the the bad side of cotton. You're the bad and the ugly, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You're the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. of cotton. I'm the sexy and the fly, the pretty young thing of cotton. Yes. The thing that will last. No, the, sustainable, <laughs> the sustainable. The sustainable. The future. I'm the future. She's should be the past. Ooh. Ooh. And there's a Ooh. lot of the past <laughs> to unpack with cotton. So um, I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. And Just so spill it. it. Might be jumping around a little bit, and I'm gonna try to organize as best I can. Hold on, pause. We'll Let's cheers with our H2O. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are we drinking today? Water. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's important, also. It's wa- getting, yeah. We didn't drink water on purpose today, but water is obviously. So a huge concern when it comes to life cotton well and cotton because <laughs> cotton yes um cotton is one of the um biggest polluters of of our water sources so approximately 25 million tons of cotton is produced every year and it is used to make 45 to 50 percent of all clothing household goods and other commercial products that is from the environmental justice foundation okay and not only that, but um, we use so much uh, water to make just one cotton t-shirt that it, the amount used could actually last. So let me restart. It takes 10,000 liters of water to produce one kilo of cotton, meaning that it takes 2,700 liters to make one cotton t-shirt. The hell? Yeah. So the amount of water used to make one t-shirt would last a single human 900 days. I don't know if that just means drinking of drinking water. I don't know if that's like showering. It did not specify, but that's still, 900 days is a, still a long ass time. That's almost three years. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, and over one shirt. So we should mm-hmm. just technically all have just one shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's Take- it. We're done. <laughs> Bye y'all. <laughs> um, but Continuing with talking about cotton's issues with um, polluting water. So pesticides accounts for more than 50% of the total cost of cotton production in most of the world. And according to the World Health Organization, uh, most of these pesticides are moderately hazardous. But um, in developing countries, which is where a huge proportion of cotton is grown and distributed, it the pesticides used are considered highly hazardous. So basically, 50% of the pesticides used in cotton are really bad, and then it gets worse. And 
an example of of the production of cotton directly affecting water is probably the biggest example that many people are familiar with is the Aral Sea in yes. Central Asia between Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Explain, girl, explain. So ever since the 1960s, the Aral Sea has been shrinking after the rivers that fed it were diverted by the Soviet irrigation projects. Mm. Now, before this, uh, the Aral Sea was actually the fourth largest lake in the world, but the wow. Soviet Union turned lands of the Uzbek SSR into cotton plantations, which operate, operated on a system of forced labor and ordered the construction of, of irrigation canals to provide water to the crops in the middle of the plateau of the region. By 2014, so we're jumping from 1960 to 2014, a NASA satellite captured images that revealed that the eastern basin of the Aral Sea had completely dried up. And so something else to think about that is important is that a lot of the labor is child labor in these areas. And there are documentations of uh, children as young as seven working at these plantations. So Horrible. in this area. Um, this is ugly, Mary. Yeah. So there's this thing called deadly dust now <laughs> where dust. the lake used to be is just this area that had um, instead of a lake has 43 million tons of pesticide laden dust and it's blown into the air every day the aral sea region suffers from the highest rates of throat cancer in the world representing 80 percent of the cases of cancer and also has one of the highest rate of infant mortality so that's from the world counts which I highly recommend checking out worldcounts.com. And I'm, we're going to add that into our descriptor box because if you go to their page, it will just have this ongoing count of how much water is being um, used towards cotton and all of these different statistics and also ways to help and ways to um, work towards a better future, but really giving us the big numbers so that we Love understand it. the gravity of what's going on. So... That's just one side of what's going on with cotton. And some other things that I was looking into is the climate, um, so the climate implications of cotton. So this is the thing. As the climate change worsens and the planet continues to warm, warm there are two things that are going to happen, Dom. Cotton will become even easier to grow as areas with cooler climates become warmer because Cotton thrives in heat. Of course. But another thing that's going to happen is water is going to become more and more of a commodity. So as cotton starts to be produced more and in more areas because it's much easier to grow, water is going to become scarcer and scarcer. So that is a really terrifying notion. So that's just something that I kind of was thinking about that I'm sure other people have put together, but I was reading into to these things and I was like well if cotton is gonna be easier to grow then like what's gonna be going on with our water because people are already starting to get worried about our water sources and the yeah. effects cotton have on it now right with the production that's happening at this exact moment they need to just stop production and live off what all of the cotton that we have in the world right now seriously Tons of cotton is already made, is what I'm saying. Yes. So it's so like, much. why do we need to continue to make it if we already have stuff that hasn't been sold, that's still probably sitting in a thrift store, that's sitting in a Dillard's, that's sitting in all of these freaking places? Right. I'm bothered. Well, that's when it gets 
even more intriguing. So there's a couple other things that I just didn't think about originally. So cotton uh, has changed the type of uniform that is used in war because cotton, um, way, 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 way back, cotton originated in India and Africa and then later spread to Mesopotamia, Egypt, and um, all over from there. So different tribes back in the day yeah. changed from wearing really heavy metals mm-hmm. and chainmail to using cotton because cotton made it a lot easier to move and yeah. made you a lot better of a fighter. And, and it sweating, also, as far as sweating, it's probably less harsh on their body because wearing metal, you probably burn the death in the heat or exactly. some sort. And then it also helped distribute blows because cotton is more absorbent, is absorbent than metals. Correct. So that just got me thinking... Like, cotton has completely changed how we fight, how war even happens, because that has changed us from going on to, like, you know, face-to-face combat. And as industrialization has changed war as well, it also, like, has allowed us to be, like, more into, like, sneaking into areas and planting things. Gotcha. Like, not being able to hear all your clicking and clacking as you're trying to approach your your person or people. Exactly. So not only has it changed um, our uniforms in that sense, just um, in the in the Earth's history, what are some major things that you think are made um, with cotton that you would just name off the top of your head? That's made with cotton? Yeah. Everything, girl. I, I can't think. some. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like... We got denim. We of course denim. I feel like shoes is a big thing. Shoes. Um, got diapers. We got diapers. We have wipes, like mm-hmm. tissue, like all of these Tissues. crazy things. Guess what is also made with cotton? What money? Money is I made did not know with cotton. That the I did US not know currency. that. What? Right? Okay, that makes me feel better because I'm reading this and I'm like, do, does everybody know this? Because I did not know this and now I'm like wondering and if we're I'm burning just... it. Do you know that? They, they burn money, which is burning cotton, which is also pollute. What? I'm all, this is all bull. Okay. <laughs> U.S. currency is made out of 75% cotton and 25% linen. Linen? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it. We should just be making money clothes. <laughs> that's what clothes because so clothes are money. money can i just like be like here you know just like take can the we shirt just off trade bag. because technically um like, this is about five dollars <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing about money being made from 75 percent cotton and 25 percent linen is that what? if you think about it like we call it paper but like why why wouldn't it just like disintegrate in the wash like you like you know you wash with money in your pocket that's and then so you're true. like oh I accidentally washed a tin and yeah, it's a little more worn down, but it's still fine. And I've had people say like, oh, you know, it's got money's got that denim feel. And you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. But no, it's because it is denim. (laughs) Oh, MG. So that's creepy. Do you want to hear about the first cotton dollar that was made in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Should I? Yeah, no. Should I be nervous? No, I don't. I mean, it's just, I just want to get the facts out there. Okay. So this is the thing. Uh, Is cotton, uh, as we talked about earlier, originated in India and Africa. And it was pretty rare to find cotton in the United States in 1787 when the Constitution was written. But 
they made paper currency then. So they had coin currency and then all of a sudden all these paper currencies stopped popping up and then like people can just like use paper all these currencies. Paper as in like not cotton, not. No, they're just making their own money. But that has no value to it. So they have like all these different currencies and no one can trust them and people are like, we just got to stop this. Okay, yeah. this, this was going matter. on during uh, the, seven, the late 1700s and they're like, yeah, this stuff has no value. So we're just going to use the coin system. No big deal. Right. So... As I said, experiments with paper money occurred throughout the early history of our country, and it was largely unsuccessful, I think we can say. And so people, for good reason, didn't trust notes, which is what they called paper money back then, yes. and preferred gold and sil- sil- silver coins. But in Uh-oh. 1861, needing money to finance what? The Civil War. Congress War. authorized the, um, uh, the usage of demand notes which uh, they said they needed five to be in $5, $10, and $20 denominations. They called them demand notes because they were redeemable in coins on demand. So I kind of feel like it's like that version of like their ATM, right? Right, That's right. Real, like an, okay, um, like That's, that makes sense because I'm over here like, what is she talking about? Yeah, but if you think about it like that, you're like, yeah, we just like need an right. exchange for different currencies and like different things that we need. So. Yeah. They were nicknamed greenbacks, which, of course, we still refer to them as. And the first dollar bill was issued in 1862 as a legal tender note with a portrait of Salmon P. Chase, the Treasury uh, Treasury Secretary under President Abraham Lincoln. So that ties cotton back to, again, war and the necessity that cotton is used not only in our clothes, Dom, but in our money, that's deep. I mean, I didn't think about the money situation and how it actually plays a role so heavily and how many diseases actually spread it through money. And why would it spread through money, right? Yeah, because of cl- they're like money's they're like money is dirty and money you're like, is yeah, dirty. But we mob. never knew. I, I, I would <laughs> always tell my mom, like, oh of course, because everybody's touching it. But the fact yeah. that it is, they have people's DNA inside of money because of the linen and cotton. Mm-hmm. Speaking, I mean, I did read something. I know you're still spilling your no, cotton. No, share stuff, it. But I read on um, so my sources that I've been talking or getting all of my sources from is about organiccotton.org. And it's an mm. organization that just ex- talks about cotton, kind of like what you're talking about, but all about organic cotton and sustainable Ooh, cotton. That. So I read an article within this website. It's like a blog um, that stated that most of the diseases back in Vietnam and all of those things had to do with money. <gasps> And had to do with people touching their face and people touching other people and how like HIV became really big epidemic because of course it's sexual transmitted disease, but blood touch money, blood, you touch it open, Mm -hmm. you know, all these little like viruses, these little things that Mm -hmm. like back in the day they did have no awareness of all started becoming a big issue when money started to be printed. I guess now through linen and and cotton. What a tie-in. Because I think, you know, you were saying like there's a lot of stuff they didn't, they weren't aware of. And, and sometimes I think that's, it can be wise to apply that to now and not assume ignorance that we know everything. Right. Because there's a lot of things that'll, you know, some blame people to Mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, some people blame those people. Like those people are the reason why we have this disease and that disease. And it's like, uh, no. Think about the basics. Think about how minimal things were back in the day and how easy it was to just transfer anything, especially with mm-hmm. money, especially when that's the biggest 
time of you know that time what, of making money that's what travels from hand to hand the most probably more than anything, anything. else yep than anything else yes and you know i think it's it's scary to think because you know you and i are talking so much about clothing and that is such an important impact but but what do you do when it's money what do you do when the, the this thing that is harming the environment makes our money right well mm-hmm. i mean i guess that's why they came up with the card and the right. chip and it's more efficient so and like, it's more efficient and that's why it's like so much it's like you and it's just so funny because it really recontextualizes for me when i see things say like oh we're going paperless i'm like we're saving trees yay no no we're saving this cotton production the pesticides, pesticides. and we're and we're saving ourselves ourselves dom yes <laughs> exactly and, and that i mean i don't know i don't know if like anybody else's is mind blown because this has really been like i've been this thinking is about new this info. for days this is I'm, crazy to me i'm gonna continue to keep researching this same um, i didn't know about the money made out of linen i'm tripping out i love linen i love yeah. linen linen is such a great quality fabric the That's, fact that yeah. they're using that shit on money it's well, like because, well why not well why use linen but because it makes it more durable and money needs to be durable because it what we were just saying right it goes from hand to hand to hand it's we put so much value but on linen it. linen is so beautiful. Linen is such it's a fabric make, that... That's how they put all the dyes on oh, it. That's how honey, they make it. It sucks. It, it helps it, um, you know, fight against counterfeits. <gasps> but then, since it's linen... No. I'm hmm. thinking about linen, how sustainable it is mm-hmm. as, as as itself. Well, and that's the question, that too, that I'm I'm faced with is I'm like, whoa, why didn't they just... Don't, like you're you know we we don't try to destroy money most of the time but they also do take money out of they shred money right it's just yeah so it's it's just like cotton really is used in everything and um it it not only does it affect human life but it also affects animal life um aquatic life so people yeah so one of the (laughs) things too who um, pushed cotton is what you should is what it really is america no (laughs) america has been pushing cotton its entire history yes but the people who push the cotton is what i'm saying oh right yeah Yeah. i know what you mean yeah but i I just think it's so you know i think especially in america it's very i think eye-opening to me to know that we make our money with cotton because so much of our history like you can't take cotton away from our history of slavery because they are intertwined and if you add our production of of money to that you have slave money that's what it is is. and then people are and then when people try to say like the effects of slavery do not last in today what you're wearing it you're wearing it you're spending it and that's and it's in your pocket right now there's and there's i mean going back somebody's ancestors exactly you know and it's to to try to separate all of those things is is just in my mind just wrong because you can't you can't separate yeah. that those histories you can't separate the now no. from then because yeah. that they're all informed by each other so i think there's yeah. a lot to untangle there and as i said there's just so much more that i am ready to learn about i mean one of the facts that i was looking into was so talking about synthetic fertilization that's used in cotton um is so it's uh synthetic fertilizers are based in nitrogen compounds chemicals exactly so um basically what happens when water is contaminated is that 
These synthetic fertilizers are applied to the crop and can result in nitrate contamination to water with the effect of, of accelerating the growth of aquatic plants and algae and subsequently deoxygenation of water. And I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but of water into a state in which it cannot support animal life. It cannot support animal life. And that's what happened with the Aral Sea is that all that was where a lot of fishing was done and all those fish were just dying and this, or was, and this was happening were for decades people eating them and then people were eating they were dying and people were eating them and, and they were dying and they're getting cancer and the and so it's a cycle of shit it's a cycle of, of shit, synthetic Dom. shit <laughs> <laughs> and 90 percent of cotton farmers live in developing countries where Aww. cotton employs seven percent of the total labor force and again that is from the environmental justice foundation interesting so i'm really just you know throwing out some of the kind of the last bit of the research that i i did in all this but going back to the money thing something that i read that i am intrigued by and and you touched on this a little bit dawn with talking about changing um currency we're using a lot more cards now and our money is a lot more digitalized in a lot of ways and so that's a huge huge plus um and then i think that's a turning point on why people are shredding money and why you know bigger bigger right. government are not make producing money as much anymore yeah. because and, uh, it is just recycling itself at this point ex- yeah and so that's the thing too is i'm like how sustainable is it like and then in in the uk their banknotes are also currently made out of 75 percent cotton and 25 percent linen and the euro's uh note is made out of 100 percent cotton I'll, and i mean i haven't been able to research all all the other different countries currencies what about Canada? in the world is that I don't plastic know. Because they're so pretty. All of their all of their mm-hmm. uh, little um, monies. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're that, so pretty. Yeah, like well, different colors. Thing. Yeah, so that's the thing is like I'm trying to I'm trying to look up all the different currencies and what they're made out of. And I know the UK is planning to switch to plastic polymer bills, which is a type of plastic that is um, renewable. That's made with renewable feedstocks such as plants mm-hmm. for production. So that is so exciting. It's less damaging for our environment, our health, and our economy. And so there are alternatives um, I that like I don't that. think that that means that we should not be research- researching into the implications of like, cause we're looking into big businesses. We're looking into clothing and we need to continue to do so. Um, and we will continue to do so on this podcast. But as we see, as we're seeing time and time again, and this just, just this short journey that we've started this picture, this is a, such a big picture thing such a big picture thing cash rule everything around me not no more seriously put it on my card yeah at this point all right dom i hope you have some good news for me i feel like my news my news is uplifting (laughs) i am ready more educational as far as the real deal cotton feel so (laughs) so cute (laughs) i am speaking my sources from like i spoke earlier um about organiccotton.org um they're amazing they have a open forum of just people that can ask questions about cotton and what's the difference between this cotton and that cotton really what makes cotton cotton so what is organic cotton mary I don't know, Dom. Are you going to tell me? (laughs) I am. I hope so. (laughs) Organic cotton is cotton that is produced and certified to organic 
standards. Its production sustains the health of soils, ecosystems, and people by using natural processes rather than artificial inputs, aka synthetic shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that what you were using over there? (laughs) Uh huh. Importantly, organic cotton farming does not allow the use of toxic chemicals or GMOs, genetically modified organisms, a.k.a. pesticides. Mm-hmm. Instead, what? it Hazardous. combines hazard pesticide. <laughs> Instead, it combines tradition innovation of science to benefit the shared environment and promote a good quality of life for all involved. So, what should you know about organic cotton? Well, it reduces the environment footprint. AKA no toxic chemicals are used in growing organic cotton. It doesn't damage the soil, has less impact on the air and uses 88% less water and 62% less energy. Conventional cotton uses about 16%, like you said, uh, of the world's, you know, pesticides and about, uh, about the same amount for, um, I guess I'm messing up this word. It's another word for pesticides, but just nasty hazard mm-hmm. bugs that yeah. eat chemicals and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, promote safe work and better livelihoods. This is so important to me. I think um, Mary touched on it a little bit about child labor laws, which we're going to do a complete yeah. whole episode, whole on. episode, maybe yeah. two episodes. So, on. Yeah. If you feel like those. we rushed past that, I agree. It's because we there we know there's so much more to unpack there. Yes, I mean I feel like growing organic cotton keeps farmers and their families safe. They are not exposed to toxic chemicals in the field or through their food or water supply. It also means farmers grow more than one crop, which supplements their food and income. Some farmers can't even eat because they have to give to the people to, mm-hmm. to who they're getting their produce from. Therefore, they're le- losing out on food. Their family's losing out on food. How is that economically beneficial? You know, and I know, I know you're in the middle of, a, of, of telling us so much, but I just really quick, I even talked to a farmer today, just a small farmer um, from the middle of America and I, I had so many questions for him and I was like, I need a, I need a real back. But I was like, oh my gosh, what type of crop do you grow? How, like what type of issues are you facing? What is your life like? Oh my God, um, what are you eating? <laughs> yeah. And you know, he was just saying it makes it so hard. These big, big, um, f- like farms that these big productions that are just really taking and taking, take, taking, taking, taking from small farmers and something that, you know, I was talking about with him is that farming has changed substantially in such a it short shouldn't amount even be of time. Called farming. It shouldn't be. It's it should be, be calling like fortyism. Literally clones. Yeah, it be cloning. That's yeah. what it is. It's cloning chemically. Like they're just literally making up stuff. And it's so and putting it together, and hopefully it grows. And it's so funny because you think you know, there's not that far, not that long ago that farming was a pretty common practice a lot of occupations um were tied to farming in some way and it was really uh you know it was it was pretty common and honorable to be a farmer and i think it still is in a lot of regards and it should be considered that but it's nearly impossible to make a living that way if you're not working for these huge huge production um farmers well and and it goes back to just social and and economic benefits right like social and economic impacts aren't easy to qualify like 
but I feel like most farmers are trying to find that way to have that work-life balance with what they're doing. Um, I feel like with textiles and, and all of those things that come into the, into play with cotton, it's just hard to find a, a sustainable form or assessment to go about it for farmers. Mm-hmm. So um, about organic cotton has this assessment that it helps local farmers find a better um, alternative way to grow. So oh, wow. um, they have about 65% produce, producer groups have uh, fair trade with decent work policies. So this is talking about people that are are farming in a eco-friendly matter and a sustainable matter, people that are far, are farming organic cotton. These are some of the best practices that they use and these are some of the stats that they're speaking on after they you know them using it and you know test and trial on the assessment. Mm-hmm. 97% per, uh, farmers groups encourage women to participate. So now that Organic cotton is coming into play. There's a lot more feminine energy also coming into play with farming because it's such a quote unquote male dominated uh, field that Mm -hmm. now that people are thinking more of a sustainable route, a lot of women are now wanting to do it. I think that's so important to get any type of new voices into a space. I mean, this is not related but even like in the classical music world and and um composing and just seeing like the first female win a uh, oscar for best score right recently for the joker and she was just saying like how important it is to hear the way that like women hear music to a score it might be very different from a traditional male composer and obviously that's like a very binary conversation but like it just new voices are so important in that in that field in any field but especially when we're talking about sustainability and our planet and taking care and like changing how we're doing things so that's so exciting to hear yeah it's a good eye-opener in simple terms in 2015 by growing organic instead of conventional cotton we have maintained the well-being of livelihoods of over 195,000 farmers um, and over a million lives, family lives, are able to stay together um, through these uh, new ways of growing. Um, also kept the GMOs, pesticides, and chemicals out of over 350,000 um, cotton lands and over 650,000 NFL football fields. So think about that in the, in the realm of, of, of making things a lot sustainable for farmers so you're saying it's like the equivalent of those like yeah NFL so fields? with those with like, those best practices okay um they've able to clean up a lot of fields that were chemically toxic with pesticides wow. and gmos and all of that so what they're what they're saying is that they're able they were able to organically certify land that is completely sustainable um and help farmers local farmers smaller farmers to be able to build um their crops up again in the in in a better way um also to you know what are farmers saying about these things you know what are farmers doing and what are they saying i have a testimony from a farmer in india um he states, we heard about organic farming, but we're not very sure about the process and the results. However, we realized that at least we would be free from the pressure of our, our, our debt, or I can't say that. Debt? Uh, debtors, I always get it. People that they owe money to. 
Oh, debtors. Debtors. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always like want to say B. Use yeah. the B word. Uh, uh-huh. Debtors who You're are. You're looking at how it's spelled. Correct. <laughs> who are um, at our doorstep almost daily. We thought it was worth a try. We are now enjoying the benefits of organic farming through diversifying our crops, adding additional income, and feeling more secure. So they already have best practices on how to better these farmlands in a sustainable way. So what should you know about organic cotton? Reduces environment footprint, promotes safe and safe work and better livelihoods. Models for the future impact our food system. Mm-hmm. Us really doing this, organic cotton is, is grown from organic seeds. Did you know that? No, that makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> a cotton seed, uh, cotton seed oil is very used in a lot of food, which, such as cookies, chips, vegetable oil, and it's also fed in livestock. Oh, I don't think about that, though. Ugh. Crazy. So while cotton fiber is is not something we put in our body, but by product, it can be in our diets. And that's something, too, about... Scary as hell. Yeah, something in general that, um, you know, I think is really scary about the, the state of farming right now is that if you're a smaller farmer next to a really big GMO pesticide oh, you're infected. farmer... Yeah, because the wind blows that shit into your field and you cannot even know if it's there so a lot of people are like oh well even though you're you not think- and then they attack them like the big the big businesses will be like you're not you're not using you're not really organic you're lying and it's like yeah i'm not organic because you you like ruined my crop yeah which is you shitty in- shit you infested it you're some synthetic shit <laughs> so yeah stressful. Uh, yeah think about what you're eating guys and how that impacts i mean cotton is in everything fair price for sustainability when you grow when you buy organic cotton you are investing in water conservation cleaner air better soil and farmers livelihoods how what else do you need by really those few statements the price of organic cotton is Cotton is therefore sometimes a little bit pricier. Mm-hmm. However, with that demand on the rise, more choices will become available. And I agree with that. The yeah. more we're able to say, no, I don't want that shitty shirt cotton. Cause yeah. I know maybe a six year old with two fingers made that, or mm-hmm. that was a little harsh, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it makes you think about what you're putting on. You can really make a difference. Caring for the world, the people we shared with, the, the choosing organic is should be a part of your life it should be a choice it should mm-hmm. be something that you you want to do better um in 2015 26 million <laughs> metric tones of cotton was produced go- globally much of it was for the apparel industry organic cotton makes up less than one percent of this that means they're not even hitting any of the, the retail aspect of this I world. Saw, yeah, I think I saw um, a similar stat. Yes, by choosing organic over conventional cotton, you have the purchase power to influence brands, manufacturers, and even farmers. So let's let's just make this change, y'all. Like, let's let's choose to be organic. Let's let's choose to to know what we're wearing. Let's take the journey to the next level and and invest in yourself invest in your body invest in people's livelihoods that are trying to make the world better yes dom because think about it this way we think you know i think this day and age there's a lot more concern about what we put into our bodies and there's a lot more awareness of organic versus non-organic when we're talking about our food and and that's still a fight that we're all fighting but this podcast is about clothes it's about thrifting it's about sustainability it's about our planet and 
you're you're thinking about what you put into your body are you thinking about what touches your body yeah. all day yeah that's intimate clothing yeah. is intimate yeah thing. that's on your chest it's on your it's on open it's on your parts private of your body parts. yes it's gonna up there <laughs> so, so you know? i guess the ending of my like happy-go-lucky organic cotton vibe cotton um, organic cotton is used everywhere Organic cotton can be found in everything from clothing, footwear, home furniture, towels, bathrobes, sheets, blankets, bedding, to children's products, clothing toys, diapers. Have you seen organic cotton diapers? <laughs> Personal care items, sanitary products, which actually should be what they should put in tampons. every or tampons should tampons be are cotton should be organic that's cotton. terrifying horrible horrible what Ooh. we're putting in our bodies makeup removal pads cotton ear swabs and even stationary and notepads think about things guys think about these little things that we are even as surrounding our energy around like cotton is becoming way it's beyond us at this point but what we can control is what we decide to put on our body and who do we what side we choose to be on do mm -hmm. we be on the side where we want better quality and better lifestyles for people and overall better for the for the world we should choose that then something that's easy quick and probably will be ruined in a few weeks or months we need to really consider organic cotton we need to really consider all of these other fabrics that we're going to talk about here on this lovely podcast mm -hmm. but i feel like even having organic cotton is, st is, is still not enough you know exactly it's still not enough and even it's proven it's, it's stated the facts it only makes up one percent mm -hmm. of the apparel industry one percent are you serious? And 99% is shitty. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, how, what is it going to take for us to wake up and see, like, we want better for not only our bodies, for what we're wearing, but it's the for world. Others. It's for others. It's for the, the world. beneath our feet. It's the world. It's not just about us. And that's, some, and that's something I was surprised about, too, is I think of cotton and I, and I think of, oh, that's the water that pollutes our water and polyester pollutes our air. But cotton also does both, but does both. <laughs> and I think what's so exciting about, you know, what you were researching and sharing with us, Dom, is that there is so much beauty in organic cotton and oh in sustainability God. and, and it's quality. It's not mm -hmm. it's beyond just the fabric. Sorry to interrupt. It it's beyond no. just the fabric. It's yeah. it's people that you're helping. There's there's it's it's more than what we're wearing. We need to think about everything, every aspect. What's tied to it? What is tied to it? What, what energy you know? is tied to it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, we were talking about how shit happens in our lives and shit happens in the world. Why? Why do you feel like those things happen? It could be mm -hmm. as little as you're going to buy a fast fashion shirt and so happen. You know what I mean? A little kid made that shirt and it's mm -hmm. like struggling, you know, mm -hmm. and like you have that energy on you, even though you don't think you do. You do. Someone that has cancer that doesn't even know they have it yet. Yeah. Right. Major. They don't even six know. of your garments. And that and and the thing is with that is they might not know for a long time. And so then they can't and they're not going to be able to fight, you know, the company that hired them. Of course, because they already hired them for nothing. You can't even do that here in the U.S. And there's so much more rights here. Of course. There's so much more power here. Of course. But I think that again and again, there's such a beautiful future that can be created and you know, we're go, here to create it. Exactly. And Dom, you're doing that. So to people that, you know, cause I know sometimes I'm like, well, I can't afford like a $300 sweater made of organic 
cotton, but I can afford to thrift and I can support my friend Dom and my other friends that are doing, you know, they're thrifting, thrifting vibes and I can support recycled and repurposed items. Yes. And it doesn't. So, you know, I think it can be easy to get bogged down when I try to look and find as I'm researching different companies that do organic options. Um, and I think if you have the money to do that, you best be supporting them. Yeah. But if you can't, there's other options. There's so many options. Yeah. And I also think about two guys, when you're buying new clothes, get rid of some clothes, recycle your things, do not trash them, give it to someone as you're buying. The thing is, as you're getting in, you need to also release and that goes with everything in life. Like we can take in so much shit and, but are we going to keep it in? And make sure the people that you're donating it to, because a lot of the time what happens is I'll go and sell some clothes, but you need to make sure that they're donating the clothes that they don't sell to you and that they're donating it to places that recycle. They're donating it to someplace that's going to further the life cycle of your clothing. Right. And that's very important too. Yeah. You know, do your homework when you can. And we're all about information here. So based off of everything we've said in this podcast, if you have things that you think that you'd like to hear from us next, if you have any tidbits or stories or things to add to the research, please send it our way. Cause I am always, I'm like going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole yeah. with all this different information. And there's just no end in sight, which is both terrifying and so exciting. Yes. And also guys, um, follow us on Instagram, thrifting minds podcast. We have a Twitter, we're on Instagram and you know, we've got a lot of things coming up for you guys and we want your opinion. Please rate us on um, your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. All give us them. a shout out. Tell us how you feel about the podcast. Me and Mary love, 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 love to keep up with everybody. Yeah, and to we're just, always texting each other. Yeah. Like, oh, we got a Did message. you see this? Did you reading. see that? So we, we do keep up with that. And we do write back. We love to mm-hmm. hear things. Thank you, everybody who has already reached out to us and told us how much they uh, adore the podcast. They mm-hmm. see the vision. They are about the vision. And we just want to like let you guys know that we adore you guys, too. We are so yes. excited to be doing this. This is like our best pastime. I swear to God, whenever it's, this becomes bigger than us, we are going to be doing this so all the time. Much so much more. Could, we're yeah. putting it out there, though. We're putting it out there, though, yes. that this is going to be something that we're going to be able to make full time. We're going to make yes. this full time, guys. So give us that energy. Send us good vibes. Keep listening to us. You know, yeah. shout out to you, DJ. You're such badass he is editing all of these together i would we would not be able to do this without without dj without yes fun making yes. our jams and he needs to get us another little jam jam he does and he also does up. our photo shoots which he's going to be he doing does. one soon so yeah so we're excited it's a whole team little mini team yes four of us but we are so excited to have this out we're, and we're excited for whatever there is to come yes All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thrifting Minds. Our podcast is produced and edited by DJ Lucas. Our theme song is by Stefan Osei. And we cannot wait to bring you more inspo for thrifting and fashion on the next episode. Stay tuned.